go in, get the testing, push for the imaging, determine root cause and what's actually wrong with you. It may take a while. For me, this was a months and months long process, but it's worth it. Listen to your providers, ask questions. Welcome to Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause, the podcast for the everyday recreational female runner who's ready to take charge of her health, hormones, and energy. If dying to maximize your ability to feel, look, or run your best at any age without overcomplicating it, welcome to the right place. I'm your host, Louise Valentine, a multi-award-winning exercise physiologist, holistic health practitioner, performance scientist, nutrition, running, and strength coach. I'm thrilled to have you join us. Each week, I'll keep it simple, straightforward, and science-based as we deep dive into how you can work with your female physiology to ditch hormone havoc, maximize fueling, fitness, fat loss, and injury prevention to live a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance life. To the active, fierce female listening, yes, you can and you deserve to have it all. I'm putting directly into your capable hands the game-changing strategies that I wish I would have had in my own journey. So whenever your heart desires, yes, you can lace up your shoes, go for an energized run, and look fit as hell. Ready to join our revolution of unlocking your best with science and simplicity? Hell yes, you are. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, ladies. Hopefully you enjoyed previous episodes where we talked about ways to increase libido naturally. I believe we have talked about how to create more time and energy and keys to effective strength training. So all essential tools in your toolbox as a strong, fit, lean running machine, especially in this stage of life. So with that, I wanted to hop on today and share something that's a little bit different. It's actually sharing my personal experience as a female runner, as someone who loves to get out there, lace up my shoes, go for a run. It protects my mental health. It's a part of who I am. I would do it religiously every darn day if I could, but here I am where I have decided to take six full weeks off of running. I'm going to share with you why I decided to do that. And also if you are a runner facing injury yourself or a possible injury, what are keys to effectively navigating this? Like As a sports medicine provider, as someone who has worked on pro athlete, NFL, MLB, sports med teams, someone who has worked with, you know, the most highest performing of bodies has helped to empower athletes to come back stronger. And now in this phase of life where I work with everyday women, just like myself, navigating fitness related, running related injuries, especially as we get older, we tend to hear that we're going to become more injury prone and We might feel like we're becoming more injury prone. So what the heck can we do about this when we're on that borderline of, am I injured? Is it just a tight muscle? Holy crap, I have an injury. Now what do I do? So here is my personal story. And it's a little outside the box because let's face it, when we are on social media, when we are in our running communities, we are told, just keep running run through the pain, like, ha ha ha, running through an injury again. And it sort of becomes like this, I don't know, we just like brush it off that it's no big deal to be running through injuries or 
Maybe we're not sure if we should. Maybe we've actually been told not to, and we still don't listen to our providers. And I know even as myself, as a female runner, when I go to my sports medicine provider or my physical therapist, or I'm collaborating with others, they're often just like runners are like the joke. Like we're the ones who aren't going to listen. So half the time they write us off in the middle of health appointments. And they're just like, well, you're just going to do whatever you want to do anyways. I don't know how many sports medicine providers have said that to me as one myself, uh, more on the preventive side of things versus the treating. But I I mean, I'm just, I'm so offended. And I know like many listeners of this podcast, you're so intelligent. You're so well-informed. You've been in this experience too, and it probably pisses you off. So let's talk about how we navigate this as intelligent, empowered women What are the things that we can do to effectively navigate the healthcare system, expedite our ability to determine root cause, and more importantly, come back stronger than ever, mentally and physically? Because let's face it, when we are borderline injury or we are injured, that mental health piece, you take away our running or you take away our ability to feel strong and capable, and it's it's a slippery slope. And you know, I'm I'm navigating this myself right now. So I want to share why I decided to take six full freaking weeks off of running. If you love running, if you love fitness, you know how hard that is to do when you love to run or just hit the gym, you know, whatever your passion is in this fitness space. So first things first, when you first go to see a provider, that's the first thing, right? Go see a sports medicine provider. Yes, you're probably gonna have to go to primary care. You're probably gonna have to get a referral. Or if you're lucky enough like myself, I had uh, a well-knowledgeable physician who had a sports medicine team. So it was pretty effective getting through the system here. However, being that I coach sports medicine providers as well, and we have this beautiful community of well-informed women at Breaking Through Wellness and our, our Badass Breakthrough Academy program, you know, we're able to pick each other's brains. And so one thing that my brilliant clients were sharing was that, you know, when we're kind of stuck in the scenario, when we want to get that first x-ray to see what's going on, what do we have to tell our provider? We have to tell our provider, they have to physically check these boxes for us in order to get an x-ray and or PT or that next step, right? It's not just go see the provider and, oh, we'll see you in you know six weeks kind of thing when you come back to see how it does by taking time off. So what are those things you have to initially tell your provider? You have to tell them that you have been on anti-inflammatory medication, you have tried taking it for two weeks, and you have taken time off. So whether or not you have, um, and I say this in this way because As a woman who is struggling with stomach precancer, gut health concerns, very knowledgeable in optimizing gut health, I know the devastating impact that anti-inflammatory medication has on our gut wall lining on my own GI health. So for me to take this, to take anti-inflammatory medication is a big effing deal. So I'm going to navigate that very, very responsibly for my specific body's needs. And encourage you to do that too. If you have some knowledge of the impact of those types of medications on your GI health, which your gut health is the source of your health and performance. It is everything. So we need to protect it relentlessly, right? And the women that I coach, we know that that's something we're discussing because without gut health, without good nutrition, without our hormones, what are we doing, right? We're going to be slipping down that, that slippery slope 
towards health diagnoses and hormonal chaos, which this podcast is all about avoiding. So with that, regardless of whether or not you've chosen to take the anti-inflammatory medication initially, you do need to tell your provider that you have. You also need to say that you've taken time off. So honestly, I did do both because my knee was bothering me. I just felt sort of just like a nagging discomfort. I wouldn't even call it pain, but I'm very in tune with my body. And when I first see these red flags, I really want to listen. So I went to my provider right away. I said I had taken the anti-inflammatory medication. I said that I had taken time off and actually really had because I was trying to do all the right things, of course. And so I was able to get that initial x-ray. And I said, I want x-ray, any sort of proactive diagnostic testing that we can do. And so, of course, the only thing they said they would do is x-ray. It showed some initial bone spurs, blah, 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 which may or may not have contributed to things. But then it was just like, well, now it's the American medical system. So what's the next thing you get? The PT script. You have to go to PT before you get an MRI. Frustrating as hell. I know it's part of the process. Essentially, we're going into our physical therapy office. They're blind, right? They have no imaging to support what's going on in our freaking body. And deep down in my stomach, I knew I was doing the right things. I myself as a very knowledgeable corrective exercise specialist, all the things, physiologist, blah, blah, blah. I was doing it all. I was doing red light therapy. I was doing eccentric training, all the things that you'd want to do when you're injured. I was doing all the PT, eating correctly, the nutritional support, and it was still there. So while I got the okay and the clear to run, I did actually run a 50K and felt really pretty good. At the end of the day, by the time I had completed PT, I still felt it. It was highly functional, mostly pain-free, but my body was still talking to me. That means your body isn't right if your body's talking to you, right? So what I did is I wrote a really long message to my provider, advocated for an MRI. And when I went for my sports medicine appointment, he's like, well, you wrote me a book, <laughs> but <laughs> he also knew of my recent award in the industry as leading the way in sports medicine and health and fitness practice. So he was kind of joking. He's like, well, I, I can see that your knowledge is, is helping you here. But he's like, yeah, I agree. Let's get this MRI. I know you love to run. It's part of your work. It's who you are. Let's get the MRI. Praise God, right? Thank you, sports medicine provider, for listening to your patient. Amazing, right? Collaborative. Love it. So here's the thing. I really, really want you ladies to push for proactive diagnostic testing. And this isn't even proactive, right? Symptoms. Something isn't right in the knee. And when you're doing the right things, when you're going to physical therapy, when you're doing the strength training, when you're eating you know, low inflammatory, meeting your protein needs, you know, all those things that I would, as a coach, as a provider, as a practitioner would encourage, and it's still talking to you, something isn't right. So get the imaging, determine root freaking cause. Because here in my case, I was going to physical therapy. I was doing the eccentric training. Guess what I had? A partial tear of my patellar tendon all along. So what is that doing? Jack shit. In fact, making it possibly worse. Mm. 
Love it. Thank you, healthcare system, right? (laughs) So here's the thing. It's just sort of where we are. My husband and I have these conversations all the time. It's frustrating, but what can we do about it? What is in our control? So in this instance, my sports medicine provider, I had a really honest conversation with him. And what was interesting is he's like, well, I know you're a runner, so you're going to run anyways. And, you know, I know you, this is a big part of your job. You don't really have time to take off. So you can run through it. You just, you know, as long as it's not too painful, you can run through it. Very low risk of a full tear. And he just left it at that. So I was sitting there thinking like, okay, I have a half marathon I'm training for. I'd, I'd love to hit my goal sub 130. That was something I was excited about. I just started the training cycle. Things were going really well. I felt really strong. Me and did it feel good. But I took a step back in that office with my provider and I said, well, wait a minute, doc. <laughs> I just heard partial tear. That's To me, that's a big deal. My body's not right. So what is your best recommendation? Like, what do we do about that? so that it goes away, so that I'm a functional fit, amazingly resilient and strong runner for my life. Like I understand that this is important for my job, blah, 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 whatever. But at the end of the day, how do we really truly address this? And he said, oh, if you take six weeks off from running completely, as well as lower body strength training, it'd probably heal fully. I mean, I don't know like why you wouldn't say that, right? So I was like, okay, six weeks, sure. I mean, it's winter. Why not? Yeah, I mean, mentally, physically, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of concerns. As runners, a lot goes through our head. I know a lot of my runner friends would just freaking panic at that, right? What do I do? Six weeks off. But it's six weeks to run strong for the rest of my life. Why in the world would we run through these injuries when it is a short amount of time to come back stronger than ever? So if you are in this scenario where you are questioning if you have injuries, if you are wondering if you should actually listen and take time off, I really want you to consider these things. Go in, get the testing, push for the imaging, determine root cause and what's actually wrong with you. It may take a while. For me, this was a months and months long process, but it's worth it. Listen to your providers, ask questions, right? This was a conversation. Had I not asked the right questions, I would have never known. It's a simple six weeks off. Why not? So a couple of things I want you to consider if you're in this scenario where you do have to take time off. I understand this is so hard for so many runners. So I want to share, honestly, how am I navigating this? The first thing that I personally do is every single day when I wake up and I miss running and I, you know, start to feel insane. Like right now I'm like two and a half weeks into this process. I have to tell myself every morning, go be fucking good at something else. Roll my shoulders back. Like I'm seriously writing it on a sticky note, putting them in here. Go be fucking good at something else. And I say it that way because I need to like dig so damn deep, pull myself out of that little mental hole. You're like, oh, I don't want to weight lift today or I'm so sick of walking on the treadmill because I can't even lower body lift, right? Like this is driving me insane as someone who regularly strength trains and run. I can't even do elliptical or row or yoga. Like, whew, my gosh, talk about insanity. 
So I am so focused on an upper body strength results. Like I'm going, like I'm honestly writing a program for the women in my program as a bonus, like operation sexy shoulders, because how am I going to rip my upper body and get that, you know, amazing fit look that why not? Right. Of course, this is the time to do that. So I am entertaining myself with that. Right. I'm going and being good at something else. So for you, you might, maybe you are able to do the rowing machine and you go and you get good at the rowing machine. I had a client once, she loves hundred milers instead of where she had a, uh, we first started working together. She had what was suspected to be a stress fracture. So of course she had to take time off of pounding the lower body. We were working on nutrition. We were working on strength and her cardio was rowing. And so she decided that she was going to beat Michael Wardian's rowing time because apparently he had set some sort of like record or rode a marathon. I don't know what he exactly, exactly did. You know what she did? She freaking did it. She's not on social media. She's literally probably told no one but me and her husband, but she went and she went <laughs> to be freaking good at something else, right? She rode and she beat Michael Wardian's time. He has no idea. No one was watching but she did it. She did it for herself, right? Because we're runners, we're fitness lovers. We love to stay active. So we have to go be good at something else. So the other thing that I wanted to say, if you are struggling mindset wise, it helps to be in a community of other women. Like I share very transparently in our Badass Breakthrough Academy um, client community, because this journey is, you know, it's not easy. Sometimes we just have to say it out loud. Like, no, I'm actually going to focus on this. I'm actually going to dial in my nutrition, or I really do have to be mindful of energy balance, right? Not eating too much because I am not expending a lot of extra calories at this point. So it's, it's really, truly a fine line, right? The other thing I'll say is if you're not in a community, if you're not surrounded by a great coach or, you know, other friends who can help you to get creative or support your alternative goals to that of running, I would recommend my book, The Art of Breaking Through. And the only reason why is because it's so darn simple. It's super short and it's all about pulling out your inner badass and your resilience when you need it most. So it's a five simple steps to really feeling like you're strong and capable and that you got this. And I share my own healing journey through lots of things that I've been through, which is when you read it in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, this poor girl, which is usually people's reactions. But it's why I do what I do in the world. And it's only made me a better person, which your struggles and your challenges make you a better person too. So if you're having trouble seeing the greatness in you, you can unlock your inner greatness with that simple book. It is available on Amazon, a bestseller. And it beat the rock. No. <laughs> Backstory to that is my book launched the same week as The Rocks, and it actually did beat it on the charts, which lo and behold, here's a little girl from Ohio, like beating out The Rock, which I just think is kind of fun to say out loud. So uh, you'll see online, there's plenty of good reviews. And the good thing is it helps you focus on you, how you're resilient and fully strong and capable, which you're probably having trouble seeing that right now. So it's a great little tool if you need it. For those of you who I coach, we do have that as a bonus master your mindset course that, you know, every once in a while, we just need it for certain times like this in our life. Other things that I want you to think about, really focus on focusing on weightlifting 
if you can't run, a lot of people will actually start working with me when they're injured, when they're on this comeback journey, because they want to come back stronger than ever. They recognize physical therapy is good for a lot of things, but when you get to that point of, you don't want to stay stuck in physical therapy. You want to get stronger, more resilient, come back with a nutritional approach to support coming back that healing process. That's the type of things we do in Baddest Breakthrough Academy for those who are struggling with possible injuries, really navigating strength and conditioning specific to your body's needs and your sport that you love. So nutrition does play a huge part of that, which is why it's kind of a nice all-in-one support system for you. Do focus on your weightlifting. Go be good at something else. Support your mindset and really try to address root cause, right? Get those answers from your sports medicine team, from your providers. So at the end of the day, how can you effectively come back if you don't know what you are trying to address, right? We, we can't stay blind in physical therapy where we're like, oh, we don't really know what's going on. Can we have an answer? Either that or like finding a really knowledgeable physical therapist, or even like myself, you have a strength and conditioning specialist, someone with a background of medical and sports massage, exercise physiology, like evaluating your muscular alignment, different weaknesses in your body. Because if you're not training your weaknesses and strengthening them or addressing your cause of what's actually causing this injury, how are you? coming back stronger? How are you actually going to have longevity in what you love, right? Don't stay in that cycle of injury. It's not a good place to be. So with that, other things to focus on, biggest things in nutrition, getting enough protein, anti-inflammatory eating, all the things we empower you with at Breaking Through Wellness, really important, having your hormonal health on board and getting good sleep and adequate recovery. Because yes, you're probably pushing hard in strength if you're like me. <laughs> training upper body like every other day. I'm a mad woman for, for lifting those heavy weights. But, you know, as I mentioned, I'm pouring love into the fact that my body is fully capable of healing. I'm doing the right things to come back stronger than ever. I am just taking a short time off. It's just six weeks. Maybe you have two months. It's just two months of your whole entire life or an entire lifetime of running. Like really at the end of the day, if you're powering through to get to some finish line, what does that race mean when your longevity in this sport is on the line? It's up to you. You make the right decisions for your body, but I really want you to take a step back and think about how you can empower your body to be strong, resilient, and run for life. With that, ladies, if you have any questions, reach out at support at breakingthroughwellness.com. If you are struggling in your injury comeback journey, you want the mindset support, the strength and conditioning, the nutrition, my goodness, is that a key player? And all of the recovery modalities that actually work, you know where to find us at breakingthroughwellness.com. We have our Badass Breakthrough Academy, which is customized to you, your personal running, hormone, fitness, weight loss, whatever you need journey. But we will give you the tools, those simple science-based tools. Today, I hope you have plenty of actionable takeaways to consider in your own running journey, whether or not you're injured now or in the future, right? Tag this episode, keep it in your back pocket. And of course, please do share it with others who need this information. With that, I am wishing you a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance journey ahead. To all my fellow injured ladies, we so freaking got this. Take care.
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause. We hope you found it refreshingly simple, straightforward, and actionable. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast. And don't miss out. Hop on over to breakingthroughwellness.com to subscribe to my newsletter. Stay up to date on upcoming episodes, free resources, my live educational events, our community of incredibly strong women, and Badass Breakthrough Academy, the one-on-one coaching program and learning experience for women ready to unlock their best with less stress. Thank you again for being part of our podcast community. Until next time, keep it simple, low stress, and specific to you. And of course, your friendly medical disclaimer, no information on this podcast or provided through any of our services should be used to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease or condition. Please always seek the advice of a trusted medical professional, such as your doctor, as needed. We are collaborative here at Breaking Through Wellness as an active member of your team when we work in one-on-one coaching services only. With that, we are wishing you a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance day, finding all the information you need to unlock your best with less stress.